Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business his way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. All right. Well, guys, I am so excited for y'all to meet Andrea Hutchison. Andrea and I actually met at Bob Heilig's conference back in May of 2019 when we were asked to be on a panel together. And you guys, immediately I knew that Andrea was just an absolute gift from the Lord and a light in my life. And the little bit that I knew about her story when I decided to follow the Lord's calling to do this podcast, her name was the very first one that came to my mind. So I'm just so excited to have Andrea here and I can't wait for you to hear her story. Thank you for being here, Andrea. Thank you so much, Heather, for inviting me. And thank you so much for, you know, just loving the Lord. Just like you said, we met at a panel and I was freaking out. (laughs) I was so nervous. My heart was pumping and I'm like, Lord, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And then you just came, you hold our hands and then you were like, can we pray? And that was just what I needed and had so much peace. As soon as we finished praying, we went into the platform and we had so much peace together. It was awesome. So thank you so much for inviting me today. Oh my goodness. Well, it means the world for you to be here, even though I know you're not feeling super hot today. So thank you for making this a priority. I know that people will be absolutely blessed by your story. So thank you again. Well, you guys, Andrea, you will not believe this. She and her husband partner together and lead a team of over 44,000 people in the United States and Puerto Rico with their jewelry network marketing company. And I am just continued to be blown away by watching her team explode. And she just let me know that last month they had their best month ever with over 2.7 million in volume. Andrea has absolutely just experienced all the amazing blessings that she no doubt points right back to the Lord. But I cannot wait for her to share a little bit more about the story, not only from her faith walk, but how the Lord has shown up in her, in her business and in her life, and I'm sure in her marriage and the journey in her company. Andrea, tell us a little bit more about you, where you're from and where you live now, and maybe just a little bit about your life growing up so we can get to know you more. Yes, ma'am. I came to the U.S. in 2012. I just finished high school when I was 16. I got into college medical field when I was 16 years old. My dad, he wanted me to come here to the U.S. My mom left when I was nine. And I really didn't want to be here, but he said that it was better for us and that I will get education and I can come back. But I had a boyfriend, so I was like, no, I'm going to get married. You know, why would I need to go there? Anyway, I came to the U.S. in 2007. It was 14 years ago, and I did not know the Lord. But I knew and I believed in Jesus. I believed in the Bible. I believed in God, but I didn't have a personal relationship with mm-hmm. him. And it was funny because my now husband was friends with my mother. And so he was the one who introduced me to God and to Jesus and He invited me to church. I didn't like him because I was like, (laughs) no, I'm not going to church. I don't want to go to church. And 
well, everybody's a hypocrite. And he was like, well, you still go to Walmart, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, hilarious. An analogy. It was funny. But I started going to church and my brother got saved in 2008 and I got baptized. I actually got convicted at a Sunday school lesson. It was a kids ministry that I was helping with and got convicted me. And I thought I needed to get baptized because I thought that was the only way to get to heaven. I wanted to do all the things right. Even though I party a lot when I was 15 and I went to parties and I drank, but I got to a point when I was 16 that I told them, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I made that decision because I knew what was right and what was wrong. I never looked at myself as it was really bad. Come a year later, I thought a lot about salvation. I thought about my relationship with God. And my husband was playing video games while playing with my brother. And I was putting the clothes away. And we kind of became close because I wanted to learn more about the Bible. And he asked me out of the blue, which God already convicted me for several months now, if why I never told him when I got saved. And mm. I told him I never got saved, that I didn't know Christ as my personal savior. And I started crying and we went into a different room and we got into our knees and he said, God, Andrea has something to tell you. And I was crying and crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. And I want to receive you as my personal savior. And I don't remember a day that I did that. I want today to be the day. That was October the 4th of 2009. And that was a Saturday night. As soon as I did that, Christ came into my heart. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And so I had so much peace when I received him. But then I told my now husband, I said, what do I need to do? Do I need to go tomorrow to church and tell everybody that I wasn't saved, that I got saved just now? And he was like, yes. And then I said, do I need to get baptized again? And he was like, yes, because you never did. You just got water. And I'm like, okay. So oh then I gosh. went to church the next day and I told everybody. And, you know, remember here, I came from Peru and didn't know any English. I yes. had to learn English and I was very shy, even though I'm very extroverted. Mm -hmm. I like talking to people. I was very shy and I just went up front shaking. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to say whatever I need to say because I didn't want to be embarrassed. And I told everybody that I just got saved. And so I got baptized. So that was when I met the Lord and my life totally changed. I didn't hate my husband anymore. <laughs> you know, I liked him so much and we became really good friends. I have walked with the Lord now for over 10 years now. Oh my goodness. What a story. And so were you guys, were y'all married at the time when that happened? No, we got married in 2011, 2011. Uh, but that's a different story too, because he's <laughs> older than me. I didn't want to deal with people talking. I didn't want to deal with my parents saying, Andrea, he's older than you. What are you doing? We actually set up each other on dates and stuff. And one day I went on a date with this younger guy and we both got jealous. <laughs> a month later, he asked me out and I was crying because I didn't want to break our friendship. Mm -hmm. And I told God, I said, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to have to face people. They're going to talk bad about us. My dad's going to be mad. My mom's going to be mad. Everybody's going to be against us. I don't want to go through this. Do I have to go mm -hmm. through this? People sometimes don't understand. It's been two years later after I met the Lord and 
I know when he speaks to my heart and I was crying and he said, you need to date him. Wow. And I was like, are you serious? And I always base everything on obedience instead of sacrifice. I just obeyed, but in my heart, I really didn't want to, even though I loved him and I liked him, but I just didn't want to face people because I'm a people's pleaser. I know that I have to stand up and, oh, so I did. We dated and then a few months later, we got married. Oh my goodness. That's so sweet. So this will be your 10 year anniversary. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! That was February the 4th. We just oh, you had it. Years. Oh. Yes. oh, well, that is but amazing. He's my best friend and I love him so much. And he makes me better. He always points me to God. And because mm-hmm. in all reality, all the decisions that we make and all the things that we say, it comes from society. Whatever mm-hmm. society has taught us, whatever yeah. we were raised in, instead of what the biblical standards are, what does the Bible really say about the decisions that we have to make? And we were dating when we were engaged and I was actually in college. And this is very embarrassing because, <laughs> you know, I was just being obedient. He wasn't mm-hmm. making me, nobody was making me, but I wanted to obey God for what he told me. And I looked at this guy in my class and he was super cute. And my now husband, he told me, Andrea, we have to break up. You have to go find somebody your age. Oh, my goodness. That's what they have recommended me for us to do. And we just got engaged. And mm. I was like, what? But then I felt so much freedom. Not that I didn't want to, yeah. but I feel like I didn't have to. I went on a date with this other cute guy that was in my class. <laughs> and, and I was like, He's so dumb. Like, you know, he looks cute, but he's so dumb. You, know, you don't even know what you stand for. I am so stupid for letting go of my now husband, you know? Yeah, and the grass that, is not always greener. Yeah, that's for sure. Exactly. And so then I was so sad because we broke up. But then we finally got back together after a few weeks. But I was so happy. You know, I knew what I took for granted. And I knew the men that he was. And... And now that we work together, I love listening to him. And we just went on a training last week and it was just so good to see my husband be involved in it and just talk to all the other ladies. And it was just amazing. It was like, I'm so lucky. Oh, and, you so know, blessed. Yes. So good. And he's strong. He has a strong, like he knows what he believes in. Mm-hmm. And so I want to have that. And I still strive for that because I want to know what the Bible says and, you know, Mm. no wave. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh my gosh. What an amazing story of the two of you guys. Did you find your company first and then later he partnered with you or did you guys find it together? Tell me about how you found your company and got into network marketing. So I was still going to school. I was in college and he was always asking me, Andrea, you need to do other things try to find out what you like you know network marketing is always good Mm. and so he always encouraged me to join network marketing but then (laughs) I joined like three other companies and they never worked out for me and because I was just I guess I was embarrassed of the product that I needed to sell and I wasn't passionate about it I guess or I didn't Mm. understand but then the way that I found my company was I went We didn't have money. He lost his job Mm. for a whole year. The Lord provided for us. We just got married. We live out of his savings. And then God called us to go to Georgia, to Indiana. 
to help a small church. And we lived in a room. He just got married. We slept on a bunk bed. My brother was with me and he's 6'4". He slept on the top of the bed. We just got married. We can't do nothing. Okay, we're living in this room. Our clothes are in bags. We left everything in storage, all the little things that we had. A few months later, we move into, I guess it's like those little cars. They're like kind of car houses. What do you call those? They're not trains. Yeah, like like like, but really small. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And then we move into a apartment, a one bedroom apartment, and we didn't have anything there either. But my friend, she said from church, she was like, "Andrea, I'm going to this party. Can you come with me? It's jewelry." And I'm like, "I don't even wear jewelry. (laughs) Like I'm allergic to jewelry. I don't care if it's gold or silver. And plus, they expect you to spend twenty five dollars. I don't have twenty five dollars." I went in there and the good thing it was affordable. I bought a two pair of earrings and then I went and I ate crackers because <laughs> they had food there. <laughs> I just watched everybody. I was just watching. I was with another company back then. And then I start asking the girl, how much is the commission? Like how much commission do you make? And it was a good commission. It was a good compensation plan. And I was like, how much is it to join? Back then, it was $300. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to come up with $300? I just started thinking about it. I started selling my shoes, purses, whatever I had to come up with the money because I really believed this was what I needed. I quit the other company. My husband, he was like, I'm not going to do anything here because we don't have the money to buy that kit. And plus, we have this closet full of the stuff that you have bought from the other company. So, no. I am not going to support you. You're on your own. You do you and I do me and we'll make it work. I joined in July 2012. It's just been insane. It's been crazy. And back then there was no Facebook. You couldn't do it on Facebook. Couldn't do lives. You couldn't do videos. It was all in-person stuff. I needed to have my first home party. Guess where it was, Heather? I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't have shares. I don't have sofas anything I went and I did it at a museum it cost <gasps> me zero dollars and I set That's up and brilliant I know it was <gasps> crazy we made four hundred dollars that night and that was wow. just you know it was just the Lord providing for everything yeah that is so crazy because I always tell you know new distributors when they join that that should be your first goal even if you have big dreams is just to make back your investment as quickly as you can to make it a profitable business. And the fact that you did that in your very first night, it was a firm foundation. And also I'm sure just a clear, like a God wink that you had made the right decision, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It was just God. He just provided for everything. We finally move into, actually there was a friend who rented us their house for $600. That's what we pay for the apartment. We're like, oh, we can afford this because it's just what we paid. We move into a big house and I'm like, wow, we didn't have money for propane. We were cold for a few months, but God, he always provides. People think we've been six-figure earners. We actually just got the six-figure earner award. We Mm. were able to earn it within two months this year. God has provided so much for us that just look back and I'm like, you know, everybody wants to make quick money with their business. But I'm like, do you even put the investment? Do you even put the time for it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that you had that 
desire and that need at the time, right? To do the hard things. And I'm sure it wasn't always easy. How did you go from zero team? These are just having that amazing first party to building a team of 44,000. It's hilarious because I just joined. I was like, I just need the extra money. I started college in August. I joined in, at the end of July. Then my home party, the month of August, I didn't do anything because I got into college. I was going with financial aid to college. They give you the money for the books, right? But I used that money to buy more jewelry. <laughs> I bought used books and I didn't care how used they were. I just mm. used the minimum for my books. And then I invested all the other money that was supposed to be for my college stuff. I invested it into the jewelry. And so then in September, I put a big investment to buy more jewelry. I think it was a thousand dollars. And then I actually was one of the first consultants to start on social media because I was working two jobs and I was going to school full time. I created my group and I started posting pictures there. And then I start adding new people as friends, but I'm from Peru, so I didn't have any friends. Less than 50 friends on Facebook. I needed to meet new people. Back then, I was doing it the wrong way. I was very pushy. I was like, hey, do you want some jewelry? Hey, you need to join my team. That cool messaging stuff. In November, I got three people to join under me. And I got my big check. Back then, to me, $300 was really nice. And, but then the following month, since I didn't join anybody, it was $7. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was like, okay, let's just keep going. But that's when I decided to start a YouTube channel. Because I was like, how am I going to help people? And I was so concerned about my accent. I'm like, if I talk to them on the phone, they're not going to understand what I'm saying. But if I show them how to do it, then they will be okay. I recorded my first YouTube video in 2012. I was very shy. If you were to find that video, it's hilarious because I talked like, oh my goodness, we're going to do this. I talk very soft and I talk very like nice, not more (laughs) aggressive (laughs) and more bold. I started my first videos and I started showing people how to do the things that I learned. And then my team start growing. I start learning the right ways to approach people. I will still do events and host tons of parties Mm -hmm. and It's all about networking with people. It's all about connecting with people and finding what they want. How can you give them value? I just care about people. I don't. And then they start joining my team. The reason we grew so much was in 2017. That's when Facebook Live came out. Mm. We went from 1,500 team members to 22,000 team members in that year. That's when that big thing happened. And I was overwhelmed because I didn't know how to take care of them. I used to do videos and take care of little people. But now we're talking about 22,000 and I freaked out. In 2008, I found my coach, which we all know, Bob Hiley. (laughs) Yeah. But I needed time management and I needed to learn how to create systems for my team and how to guide them because I want time freedom as well. I can say that finally we are there. I actually just work from eight o'clock to four o'clock and that's it. And I'm able to enjoy my life. I'm able to delegate. I'm able to still give to missions because at the end of the day, that's why I joined that company. I wanted extra money to give to missions. And so God just has blessed so much. I still want my dream right now is to live with 10% of what I make and give 90% back to him. 
but I always also want to like go to missionaries and just go give them say here we're going to be here for two weeks and you go take a vacation we'll take care of everything we'll pay for everything and we'll be here for two weeks taking care of your people and that's my dream right now that's my why that's what I do what I do and I'm just excited for the future well girl it's no wonder that the Lord has completely blessed this venture for you and can you think of a time or a specific story I'm sure you feel it literally in everything that you do every day. And certainly when you look back over this journey with your company, but can you think of a time or a story where it was just super clear that the Lord was right there with you in this journey, in this business? Of course, we start hiring somebody to help us, an assistant, but I was all over the place. I didn't have a schedule and I didn't know what to do. And I was affecting her life with my undiscipline. And so I learned about time management. And I learned that my actions affect others Mm. and that I needed to change. But then the other time that he helped me was when one of my top team members, which wasn't just a team member, she was my friend. She got canceled because she did something wrong. I just felt like my world was going to fall apart. And because she was my friend or I thought she was, Mm. even though she always made me feel like I wasn't good enough. So I guess that's not a friend, but I needed to see that. And I was just really depressed. I was really down in December and I pray, I say, Lord, I don't know what else to do. She has always told me that I'm missing something and I don't know what I'm missing, but you do. And I need clarity what to do with the business and this team is growing so much. I prayed and then it was January the 5th. I went into the altar and I just cried because I was surrendering my life to whatever he wanted me to do. Even though I got saved in 2009, you know, I never really surrender totally mm-hmm. for him to do freely whatever he wanted to. And actually, this January the 7th, I went to Puerto Rico to do a training. But I don't know if you guys know, it was an earthquake that day. I was supposed to fly that day when they were having the earthquake. But I told my husband, I said, I'm still going to fly. I don't have any feeling of not going because I still want to spread the news of Jesus. Even though we're training, people need to know about God. I went there. They had the earthquake. They didn't have any lights. They didn't have water. But I was super comfortable. I was so happy. I was going live. I was like, listen, and then... My dad calls, well, my stepmom calls me and she goes, your dad just had a heart attack. Oh my Don't goodness. Don't freak out. They're going to have to put a pacemaker on him. And then I'm like, it's going to be okay. But that was the most peace I had wow. ever in my entire life. And I didn't, I was not scared. The Bible tells us that to not worry. And if we really mm-hmm. think about worry, that's a sin. We're really not truly fully trusting in God to do whatever he needs to do. And so that week, I just felt so much peace. And actually, I like telling people about Jesus and telling them my testimony. So when I witness to my team members, I pray before I witness to them. I say, Lord, do something that will catch their attention. We never know when you're going to return, but we know the gift of salvation that you have given us. It happened, an earthquake happened, and it was really strong. We were in this house that I rented, the whole ceiling, (laughs) the windows I thought they were going to come out 
they were going to break, but they didn't. So everybody got just scared. But that was a great opportunity to witness to them and just tell them about where they can go if they were to die today. And so that was awesome. So goodness. It's crazy. It's like, is this a movie? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's kind of wild that I think when asked that question of name a story where it's clear that the Lord is with you, most people think, oh, it's gonna be like either a blessing or some warm and fuzzy good thing. But really the Bible says that while we're not promised things to be easy, right? In fact, James 1, 2 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the fact that when you're thinking back on these stories, it's on these crazy things that most people, it would wreck them. It would stop them in their tracks. It might even help them think, I guarantee there are people that would think, oh, well, there's an earthquake happening where I'm supposed to go. Obviously, it's not the Lord's will for me to be there. But no, you knew, you trusted. If anything, you had more peace in knowing that. And the fact that he answered that prayer so specifically, again, was something that it wasn't like he sent something, an angel or a cherub. It was literally an earthquake to, you know, to really show people and to wake people up. And then also the story of your dad, which is he, is he doing okay now? He's doing so good. We actually prayed for his salvation for five years. Wow. And he got saved in 2019. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How amazing. So not only has he physically been healed, but but spiritually you've made a difference and an impact on him. Holy cow. But I just love that because another question I love to ask is a time of testing or trial in your business. And if you can think of anything specific to that. But for you, I think that sometimes those hard things like that you went through with your friend and with your leaders and you see the good in the hard stuff. And I think that's exactly that perspective that the Lord wants us to have, right? Absolutely. Because when we go through, we can be at the top of the mountain and still be close to God. He puts us in the valley and that's where we trust more in him. But I don't want to wait for those things to happen. I know that I can count on him at any time you know, which is so important to have the relationship with him every day. Do we want to go pray? Do we want to go read our Bible? Our flesh doesn't want to. But Mm -hmm. I know that if I do it, that I will have that confidence that he can only give and that peace that he can only give because we need him. That's the only thing that we need. We don't need to do anything else, but we take control of everything. How does that, I know this wasn't one of the things we talked about discussing, but when you think about or talk about time management, and then you obviously are intentionally making your time with the Lord a huge priority, even if it doesn't always feel like the easiest thing for someone who maybe does lead a big team or who maybe is in that burnout or overwhelm kind of state of a rapidly growing business. How do you model that time freedom and fitting your time with the Lord and time with your team and time with your family? How do you do it all? Basically, I get up, I have to get up either at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, whether I want to or not, I have to get up. I actually learned to exercise. What? Oh my goodness! I hate exercise. You look at all these coaches and they're all perfect and pretty and skinny <laughs> and all of that. And you're like, how in the world are they this? Because stress makes you fat. And so I've been working in this business for eight years and I gained so much weight. And I didn't have energy, but taking care of yourself in the temple of Mm -hmm. God is very important. 
And so I started making it a priority. And then I go spend time with him. I get ready for the day. I go spend time with him, pray, read my Bible. And then we do what's called the power hour at eight o'clock in the morning with my leaders. And then I do, we call it a leadership power hour where I just focus on recognition, making calls, messages, all that has to do with leadership. And then we move into the 9 a.m., which is our business power hour. We focus on connections, prospecting, follow-up and referrals. And then I take some questions from 10 to 10.30 and then I'm done. And then I go get ready with my live videos that I have to do. And then in between, I have some calls, but I learned to say no. We do have a weekly accountability meeting with our leaders, but I had to learn to say no. And I had to learn to tell people that if it's important, that they need to send me a message, but I will answer between this time to this time, that you're not going to die. <laughs> you yes, know? there are no, so, no emergencies in network marketing, right? It's not life or death. Exactly. <laughs> but I learned that I need to stop taking control of everything. Yeah. And I need to let God take control of that. That's all I do. I still work at nighttime when I have to do lives, but that's mm-hmm. it. I don't feel overwhelmed. I think one of the biggest things is you need to write down everything that you think that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and then make a list of your priorities. My priorities mm-hmm. are God. Then it comes my husband. Then it comes my ministry. And then it comes my business. I don't work Saturdays or Sundays. And I learned to have different funnels and different ways of being present on social media, but not mm-hmm. taking so much time out of my life to be present. So that helped a lot. Actually, my husband created our warehouse because we have inventory. Mm-hmm. We don't have like a website. We do, but we don't use the website because there's new different jewelry every day. He created a warehouse for us and he created a system for us to receive and send that out and everything that has helped so much with our time as well oh my goodness and again how what a blessing for you guys to be able to work together and partner together in this journey and I'm sure he never dreamed that he would be selling jewelry I know well that's another story he didn't want to quit his job he was a general manager he started working at that company with ten dollars an hour from the bottom because nobody wanted to hire him And then God bless him and he became a lead within six months and he became a manager. And then they started giving him a general manager position where we moved to. God just blessed his business as well. But then he started getting ulcers. And the year before I was crying because he was like, I want to quit my job. And I'm like, you cannot quit your job. And then we prayed about it. And then in 2017, God gave us both peace. And Mm. that's when he quit his job. Wow, in 2017, when things took off and the fact that your team has doubled still from in just, what, four years, not even, that is insane. <laughs> like, oh it's, my gosh. Oh, it's girl. crazy. It really is. Well, what do you feel like the Lord has put on your heart for the future? I know you mentioned being able to live on just 10% and give to 90%. Where do you see this going for you? I'm just focusing on that. I really want to help different missionaries. My husband now is talking about maybe we can buy different properties and then just letting them have vacation there, buying a house in Puerto Rico and then letting them go there. 
just different things but we just live today i still have my vision board but i just i want my leaders to grow as well i want them to see the time freedom and and thank goodness we have systems in place now like the prospecting, the onboarding, the retention, the accountability. So that helps with them not having to do what I had to do for them to have this. You know, all the hours, all the time that I had to pour in there and the information. They just have to duplicate everything that we're doing. Amen to that. And I know right behind me, I've got the little lanyard from our panel at Bob Hiley. Bob Hiley singing. This is one of my little vision board areas right behind me. People can't see it, but Legacy Leadership Academy and Bob's Next Level, both of those I know have been just a tremendous resource. And Bob Heilig is obviously an amazing God-centered mentor. And actually, you can listen to his interview on this podcast. It's the second episode, so you can go back and and listen to that if you haven't heard his story, which is exciting. But I would love to know if there's another God-centered mentor that you look up to that's outside your company. It could be a preacher, it could be somebody who writes Bible study or a friend, or who would you say is a mentor that comes to mind for you? That's really hard, Heather. <laughs> the Bible, that's it, my husband. <laughs> I love that. I think that's an amazing answer. The fact that you kind of touched on this, that you've been more independent and you certainly, when you first met your husband, you weren't in a place where you wanted to, let alone submit to him, right? <laughs> so the fact that you are looking for guidance from the Lord and then trusting that he's going to equip your husband so that when you have tough decisions to make, or when you go through a trial or something together, you've got the most important person on this earth to guide you in that. I think that's a beautiful answer. I think we take for granted our husbands or the wisdom that other people have. Because he told me I needed to create a schedule. He told me I needed to do seven-minute videos. He told me I needed to do this. But when Bob came to the scene, I listened to Bob. And my husband's sitting there. I told you that a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you'll have to go listen to the story with my husband, too. That's the (laughs) first episode. And he's the same way. The thing still to this day where I get in the most trouble is when he tells me something, but then I don't listen to it until someone (laughs) Until someone else tells me. Why do we do that? It's just like our team. They don't listen to us because we're not profit of our own land, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. But I love that you guys get to do this together. You know, as I'm looking here on the Zoom, and I know people can't see this, but I know your team, Fashionistas, and then it says you need us. Is that United, right? And then what? Yeah, that's actually our Spanish logo. Spanish logo. Team United Fashionistas. Oh my gosh. And what is and I don't know Spanish, I should, but Desarrollando El Lider. I, okay, I can't even say it. You tell me, what does that mean? And that me is so that. cool. It is developing the leader within you. Developing the leader within you. I love it. So you lead with leadership for anyone that joins from your team, because I know that yes. we learned this from Bob that, you know, this really is a personal development and a leadership plan. It's better than any college we could ever do, but we just get paid to do it, whether it's $300 or $7 or (laughs) six figures, you know, we get paid to do this. And if you think about it, like even in your month where you were making $7, it was when you were in college and you were paying thousands, I'm sure, to attend your college classes when in reality, you've learned so much more through this journey in business, right? Absolutely. I actually quit college. I don't even have a college degree because I was bouncing back and forth what I needed to do. 
and I just didn't finish college. That is unreal. And I also love that you kind of have found a niche. What percentage of your team is Spanish speaking? I think half of it. So 20,000 people on your team are Spanish is their first language, would you say? Wow. We are actually the top Latino team in the company. We have the majority of Latinos. Unreal. What a blessing. And I love that it's not all. You welcome, of course, anyone and you serve them no matter what. But just the fact that you've been able to kind of laser focus in on people who maybe feel that they might just like you didn't speak the language well, you didn't see how you could have an opportunity for something like this. So that's unreal and so inspiring for someone who wants to do this too. Well, lastly, I would love to know if you have just to leave us with favorite faith-based business tool or book or resource. Your answer is probably going to be the Bible. And I love that. But is there some (laughs) kind of tactical, it can even be a business. It could be like an app, just something that you couldn't live without in your business. I actually really like John Maxwell's books, but then there's this book that really, really liked that was from Rob Sperry. And it was the conquering, I think it's something with conquering. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have it in my hands. Oh, that's okay. I'll have to, I'll look it up and I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, um, it was so good. I read it actually within two hours. It was about mindset, being the, the victim. And it was just really good because that helped me with my team members, their mindset and everything. So it was a really good book for leaders. Okay. It was called The Game of Conquering. The Game of Conquering by Rob Mm -hmm. Sperry. That is amazing. Okay. That's a perfect resource. Well, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to share with anybody or with everybody today? I think we go back. I know that you have heard about Bob a lot, but I really love his framework of love, serve, and grow. And love becomes our beliefs. And I just love that. If you read 1 Corinthians 3.14, I believe it talks about charity. And charity suffers not, but it's kind. And if you read all of that, we're not envious. We always love serving others. We always love helping others. And so if you lead with service, you're going to get so much more. And I know that sometimes it can be hard because you're helping everybody. But if you're strategic about it, it can become even more. And I don't even know how many lives the Lord has helped me to impact. I don't even know. And I don't really want to know. But I was just a few minutes of coming to this podcast. I was, you know, over at Clubhouse and I just joined my fellow other people in the company and they were just talking about how much our tools have helped them but I just never know who I have helped and who have I impacted because all I thought was if this video can help one person or if this podcast can help one person I did so much more than I have ever done so always look at it that way and stop thinking about you it's not about you It took me 24 hours to create my first YouTube video because I was so concerned about my accent. But then Mm -hmm. I just say, you know what? The person that needs is going to hear it and then I'm going to become better as I go. I'm just going to do it. And I did. And now here's where I am. I'm just so thankful and happy to be able to pour onto others just a little bit. I love that. Have you ever heard of Laura Casey's Cultivate What Matters Power Sheet? 
I'm going to have to send you this. Yes, you will please. absolutely, you will love it. And I think I see not sitting near me, but I love them. And it's a great way to, you know, set godly goals and kind of dig deep into what the Lord is kind of speaking to you. But it talks about having mm-hmm. a word of the year and serve it back when I found Bob in 2018. And we talk about this, I think on the podcast interview a little bit, but, or I think it was actually on his podcast interview that we talked about that. But anyway, back in 2018, my word of the year was serve. It's not about me. So I mm-hmm. love that you said that. And I think that that's where, when I first met you back then, just a year later, I just felt so connected to you and you were such a light to me. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know how sometimes you don't even have to have words or you don't have to say anything to know that someone is really a light and you have always been that for me, Andrea. Too. <laughs> well, I just love that so we've gotten happy. to do this and I'm glad that we have been able to take the time to even get to know each other more through this journey. But also, like you said, be able to share it with others because your story is so amazing. This so is where- actually the first time I have ever shared everything that I have just said in what? this podcast. even as many lives as you've done. Cause I know at one point you did what, like a live every day for your team, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. And you've never shared these stories. I can't wait for your team to hear your heart in this. This is going to be so amazing. Thank you so much. How can people find you? Where can they follow you on social media or learn more about you? If they just type Andrea Hutchison, Andrea Hutchison, but my last name is really hard. Okay. I'll make sure I'll link it. I'll link your social just so they can follow you. Do you prefer Instagram or I know Facebook is your jam, right? But are you also on Instagram? Yeah, I'm also on Instagram. I also have a website for a team and on YouTube. I love YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Okay. I love that you said that. So we'll include all of that for anybody that wants to. Getting into Clubhouse, but still learning. So same. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for jumping on. Oh, you are just a blessing. And this is going to be a blessing to so many. And I hope you feel better. And I'm so thankful for your time and just for you being a part of my life. Thank you for all the reminders today. Oh, yeah, you too. (laughs) We'll have a great day, girl. You too, sis. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.